Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Nympha Alumni. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, a friend of the pod, a singer, a songwriter, a producer, and relating to the topic of today, perhaps a Gen Z male sex symbol. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It honestly is true. Um, And how do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want to be Liam or do you want to be Grandma? I'll be I'll be Liam and um, colloquially Grandma. But I would I'd like to first thank you for the introduction and, and second dismiss the latter half oh. of it. I don't, uh, okay, well, don't claim it. Don't claim that. But agree to disagree. Here we are. Yeah, we have talked about <laughs> Liam in multiple occasions on the podcast, but he's never really been here to defend himself. So this is kind of my name. I told you I'm clearing yeah, my name. That's the only reason I came on. Yeah, when we were talking about how we wanted to do this at first, I was like, it should be like a trial where we're all like lawyers and you're defending yourself in court against the queer baiting accusation. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like the better call Saul of um, whatever the fuck you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> are we allowed to are we allowed to do swears? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, people do ask that. People have asked that before and I'm like, should we what be watching out for that? I don't know. You guys just don't you guys are pretty clean. Yeah, we're I guess so. I guess we have the good girl image. Oh uh, we definitely I don't. say fuck on the podcast yeah. all the time. What? Yeah. I love to swear on here, but not in like a caller daddy way. I just I wanna know. set the scene that <laughs> Sam and Liam are in his Los Angeles, California studio. The light is beautiful. Yes. Their yes. mics are plugged into some sort of machine that we don't have. I believe. What is that called, Liam? That little red thing? No, the red thing is a uh, headphone extender, okay. <laughs> and the uh, the machine behind it is a uh, USB interface. Oh, okay, yeah. heard of it. So, yeah, that's yeah. good. And yeah. also, for <laughs> further context, Liam's house has been the set of many famous photo shoots for a little brand that also we talk about a lot called praying so there's a lot of things coming together today for us liam's also wearing praying am i correct he is yeah could i get an id on that yeah that's what i thought (laughs) yeah it's a father son holy spirit hoodie yeah yes um paired with 7xl and one basketball shorts wow we need to get into that first and foremost yeah um so thank you so much liam for coming on the theme of today's episode is it's somewhat of a Gen Z masculinity report discussing male beauty standards. We're always talking about girl shit on the podcast, but we've been seeing like an alarming rise of boy shit and it's really fascinating us. I'm interested to hear if you feel like the beauty standard has changed since your adult consciousness is formed. Oh, like- for sure. For sure. I mean, even just like, yeah, I, I uh, I made it out of high school in 2015. All we really had were was proactive. <laughs> and we did not have jaw exercisers and we did not have um, like, you know, pr- professional routines. And even if you did, that was something you kept, uh, you kept it like under wraps for sure. Um, but the one world government started dripping out like the technology for boys to get their shit right. And I, I, I'm not sure if it's for better or worse. This seems like a process that's been a long time coming because I feel like it started... A little bit like with the Jordan Peterson era when men were trying to like train themselves to clean their rooms, but that was like more of a niche thing. But I'm interested to know how this trickled into Gen Z's consciousness because it seems to be almost like the beauty standard seems to be so much more. I don't know if it's effeminate, but it's it's like very beautiful. These very beautiful boys that we've witnessed on TikTok. I think Biz sent 
the original inspiration of this episode. Would you like to describe that TikTok? Or? Yes, there was a viral TikTok that actually just was posted a couple of days ago. So it's super recent, but lots of people have been watching it apparently. It's a TikTok talking about like the impossibility of Gen Z male beauty standards. And these are the characteristics that this person lists. One is like overall looking like an AI generated fairy tale prince. Two is being thin yet muscular, but not too muscular. Three is being white. Four, I think this one's very important, is being like baby faced yet masculine yet pretty, but not overly feminine. Next is having that like that thick, wavy, perfectly blown out boy hair. And then last thing, which I think you do have, Liam, for sure, is otherworldly long legs. Well, I think that um, one thing that came to mind at the nexus of all these little subcultures is a character to look up to. If it's for, you know, if we're talking like bimbo core or whatever, it's Chloe Cherry. But if we're talking like these boys, I, I wonder if Timothy Chalamet, is he the kind of like center point of it all or is he just a reaction to it does he work because of everything surrounding it or is he the cause of it i feel like he is a little bit of the cause of it to be honest um yeah i think he doesn't really fit like the body type of this type of thing though this is like pinterest boys mm-hmm. the way that they the pictures that were used in this tiktok reminded me of those like pictures of chinese girls that are really edited where like their heads are really tiny and then their bodies are really long like, there's something about the proportions that does have the Disney, Pixar, broad-shouldered thing going yeah. on. Um, yeah, but the facial features are really neotenous, and the twinks have never been more widely accepted as the beauty standard, I think. Do y'all think that men are going to start getting lip fillers due to this new beauty standard? I was, like, wondering. Like, maybe a lip flip. Like, I, I can see straight males getting lip flips if this continues. I... I feel like the lips are the lips important to this. I guess they had like juicy lips, but I feel like yeah, they all had like the, princess peach lips. It was weird. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they want to have the indent on the bottom of their lip that you can like <laughs> bite. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to be able to do a lip bite. I think that's that's critical. Yeah. We should also talk about hair. Liam has been sending me so many TikToks of perm propaganda <laughs> of like young men being like, "This is why you need to get a perm," and. Fellas, get the perm, trust yeah, me. Yeah, this is your sign to get the perm. And yeah, the hair volume, like unrealistic expectations are really at an all-time high. And it can sometimes be really botched with mushroomy, like really fluffy hair that I see sometimes on younger men where it really dwarfs their whole face and they end up looking kind of stupid. But... Yeah, men are, like, really into hairstyling now and, like, sea salt spray. Sea salt spray, yeah. And then also getting, like, special shower heads to, like, make their hair more shiny. <laughs> and I guess, like, in, like, the Edgar cut yeah. is becoming propagated across all cultures. The Edgar perm as well. Is this, like, a standard for heterosexual men as well? Whenever I first saw this emerge, I think it was more when I was, like, in high school, like Liam described. And, Alexi, you had mentioned this in an earlier episode, which is that, like, these men were really attractive to women. Like a Timothy Chalamet type is really attractive to women because it's almost like this like perfectly non-threatening and like very romantic female gazy type guy. Well, I think what we're seeing is like the internal male gaze or like how men perceive each other is getting really different and like what's acceptable for 
men to do. I don't know. You said the the Jordan Peterson wave of like cleaning your room and like general hygiene for men was when this first started, but I feel like there's a precedent in the 90s, 2000s, metrosexual, the original wave of like manscaping and men mm. being kind of gay back then. Like, I feel like that's a huge bit in Sex in the City is like, there are guys that they're like, is he gay or is he like really hot? It's always been a thing for like straight women to be like attracted to gay guys because they're like really good at masculinity in a way that appeals to women and that's like not threatening and like not gross i had the rare opportunity of you know going on tour for a month and seeing 19 cities and travel plazas in between and i did find that general boys vibes were pretty just like like drip and riz wow. and, and everything was pretty pretty like ubiquitous it was like i saw a lot of the same type of boy at, every, at any given travel plaza. I saw a lot of perms. I saw, it just seems like the, just the next genesis of high school boy uniform is becoming more refined and evolved and takes a little bit more effort than maybe we knew in the mid tents. Yeah. Yeah. People are in general are getting a lot hotter and more stylish. I've I was just going to say, like, like, I don't know if it's because I'm not in high school or anything anymore, but even when I do see young people, like I don't really see nerds anymore. Yeah. Like where did they yeah, go? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. They all got shoved in lockers and they never came yeah. out again. Or I think they just all glowed up because like the tools are all out yeah, there. I feel like the female gaze like did a number on them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I want to ask as well. And Leah, maybe you can answer this. Is like, do you think this is like perpetuated by the female gaze and, and men who get really into editing themselves to be the ultimate standard? Do you think that's to get girls or do you think it's personally inflicted? Like I think it's to get boys. I think I think <gasps> it was always to not um not not in a homoerotic sense just like you know it's i feel like every gym phase i you know i had a gym phase maybe when i was 19 you know it's just kind of like you're doing it for the you're doing it for the boys low key as fuck as as hell maybe that's just me but i think that start looking at aesthetics you start like going down those for those rabbit holes and crap and you're doing that for each other that actually makes sense that because there is something so i've always wonder this with females that have like a really (laughs) complex beauty routine and stuff because I think it is almost like a like logistically almost like a masculine activity to be so like obsessed with like fixing things and like being very like long-term focused on like applying all of these different like methodologies to reach a specific goal so I do see how like men can maybe bond over this and I do think also I think men are getting less lonely and getting more friends and I think women are starting uh, just according to like the statistics that are posted by like the New York Post, like every every month or something, I think like men are starting to get more friends and women are starting to become more lonely in like a weird way. Yeah, yeah, we're we're about to turn the fuck up. Yeah, it's true. It's it's like boys' time right now. I feel now. like men are like starting to bond over their aesthetic journeys, but like the beauty standards for women are just getting so complicated that it's like not bonding women anymore. I think unless you go down like the looks matching route. I feel like on some level, the boys and the girls cross the board are getting caught caught up too much in uh, in references. Obviously, like speed running through subculture aesthetics from uh, the early two thousands and so forth, and or the seventies or whatever whatever it is have you at, at an alarming rate, and it might be something that we or that they look back on with with maybe some level of shame that it was so referential, it was so. Julian Casablanca's or, <laughs> um, or 
or puka you shell mean, like people or, aren't yeah. doing it just because they want to look a certain way and like look good they're doing it because they want to look like like julian casablancas or like a certain person or embody like a certain vibe i just think that it's like less shameful now uh more than ever to just hit, hit the reference yeah, yeah that is so this true is that shit. yeah i feel like it used to be really embarrassing to do that to a certain extent yeah um, people would clock you really easily but now you could just go up to someone and be like wow you're really giving like julian cosplagas and they'd be like thank you wait this is something that i wanted to ask you liam as a musician we can get more into the fashion side of things i think that men's fashion has for gen z has gotten kind of dimorphic in the normie alt sense and so the normie side that we see on tiktok especially with have we mentioned the skinny jeans thing yet wait should i introduce that no. yes or no, yeah no, you no, should introduce no, 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 yeah. that. okay well this is what really got me feeling some type of way so basically there's this trend for the listeners on tiktok where it's kind of like a coded thirst trap first of all it's set to a lana del rey song every single one of these edits <laughs> which is like a really important detail but it's like when you finally stop wearing skinny jeans and that shows them before wearing skinny jeans and looking like busted with like their little knobbly knees out and then it shows their transformation wearing like baggy pants and that's yeah, the video like slacks yeah, yeah wearing slacks wearing loafers wearing a chino or two the baggy sunglasses yeah exactly yeah. but the, um, it honestly kind of gives like coat. classism because before they all just look like road men like they're wearing like a puffer jacket and skinny jeans and then after they're like got really good at taking photos and they're like in a restaurant yeah, it's so true. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like the whole vibe switches up. Yeah, it's like they went on they went on vacation. Um, it, it does give like Euro summer, but yeah. So that side of things, yeah. the like post skinny jeans side, is like quote unquote old money, thoughty business casual, like what Americans think Europeans wear. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. male equivalent of the clean girl Aritzia capsule wardrobe, like elevated basics. And mm-hmm. it is like oversized and kind of slouchy. But sometimes if they're really trying to thirst trap, they'll do like a wife beater mm. with looser pants or like a really fitted t-shirt mm-hmm. or like an american psycho suit yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if people are really like trying to go hard on it they'll do like a whole professor or ceo thirst trap like three-piece mm-hmm. suit with a tie and fake glasses which i've seen a lot of these masculinity influencer boys do and i'm like you're literally 19 why are you wearing a three-piece suit and like taking pictures of an yeah. old-fashioned in a bar and they're like wearing obviously really fake glasses i don't really know where boys buy this type of stuff besides like uniqlo Actually, I think, okay, because I've been doing a lot of menswear shopping here in LA because I'm here with my boyfriend and we've been going to a bunch of different stores and you can, like, it's actually surprising how many menswear stores there are and, like, how, how like, accessible this is. Like, and also I think, like, the open button-up with, like, a undershirt underneath is, like, there's such a enormous supply of, of those, like, button-ups at thrift stores. Like, I've just been seeing tons of guys that look like this. And I did see, like, on TikTok they were captioning it, like, that guy. Mm really like the that girl yeah. oh my god how to be that guy yeah yeah, how, yeah it was like how to be Stop. that guy really yeah, changing so the meaning of that guy that guy used to mean you were a rapist mm-hmm. it's like don't be that guy yeah it's oh true <laughs> <laughs> or like you're not that guy pal yeah, yeah that's what I'm <laughs> that's true. um I, I don't know I, I did want to get into like some sort of like thing about like intimacy or whatever because i do i still think of that essay everybody is beautiful and no, no one is horny which i thought might be relevant for this because it is almost like a that girl that guy type thing do you think it's like a like supplanting for like intimacy because i'm almost feeling like maybe it isn't because what liam said about this being sort of like a male bonding thing you know what i mean like do you think that i've always thought of people that get really into like editing their own bodies as like people who are supplanting like 
I don't know, self-maintenance for like a certain type of intimacy with other people. But I don't know. I do think Liam has a point about this being a male bonding thing. And like when I'm in the con- comment section of all of these male aspirational TikTokers who are like selling courses on how to get jaw gains and like how to clear your skin up. All of the comments are like, thanks, bro. You literally saved my life. Or like they get messages from people being like, I was going to kill myself. And then mm-hmm. I like, I don't know, glowed up. And they do seem to think that it's, like, more about being the best version of yourself. And it is very isolated, Sigma, American Psycho-type thing where it's, like, this is just about my own personal improvement. Um, But also, okay, this is, like, another part of this that I wanted to get into is, like, the more alternative side, which, Liam, I think you can probably speak to more as a musician. And this is what made me realize that, like, so much of boys and men's fashion is referential to musicians and like what musicians men aspire to but maybe this is just like younger younger boys but like the deftones listener grunge playboy cardi listener Mm. big hoodies big jeans which is like the male equivalent of vampire's girlfriend style in my mind but also it can be a little bit of like a school shooter is also it's Mm. just like yeah it's like algorithmically aggregated like vibe based i couldn't name a specific duster song but i love duster kind yeah. of thing going on just like it's really cool to to surround yourself in something that just feels like oh yeah that feels right that's my that's my shit that's my vibe and and it's funny because a lot of those things just like the whole like smashing the reference button like in their first genesis like duster wasn't necessarily the coolest band of its time in its scene but now it is you know, like far surpass anything from from that era. Yeah. And it's um, really revisionist history vibes. Yeah. yeah. As like a musician, do you feel pressure to, to have like an image more so than like making your music something that like appeals to people? Like, because I know that you're, you have to promote your music and stuff and you have a very specific aesthetic that's very popular and very good. Um, and I think your music is also good. So it's like, what do you, what has your experience been like trying to balance, trying to almost like create a vibe so that others can replicate perhaps, you like, know? I think Gen Z boys, you might want to plug your ears for this bomb. Uh, if, you know, if you pull up and everybody's, everybody pulls up and they're dressed like a rock star, you know, in the, in the age of the individual, then it's like, what's the fucking point, bro? And so maybe the best thing you can do and the coolest thing you can do is just throw on the sweatpants and throw on the uh, the t-shirt and, and and forget about it because <laughs> because I, I yeah I I think as the contrarian within all of us tells us to just you know if everybody's going right to go left and so maybe I'm just kind of in a place right now where I just put what the fuck ever on my body and um, I don't yeah I, I guess I've kind of uh, given up no oh my God, yeah. don't say I mean, that, don't that. Well, you you matter don't give yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I feel like that's funny because th- well, he actually looks really good right now, by the way. And I think he just threw this on. I think it's just you have a good a good closet. I woke so up I feel like, like this. You could. I feel like it's funny though because like the girl equivalent of that is definitely trending right now, which is wanting to be hot enough that you can walk up wearing like a busted ass outfit and everyone still thinks you're hot. Or even with like people like Bella Hadid, true. when she wears like wacky outfits, everyone's like, oh my God, that only works because she's Bella Hadid. Yeah, when she wears tidy whiteies like mm-hmm. to get a coffee on the street, yeah. Being random is bad. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely in a renewed age of like being hot enough that you can wear whatever you want versus yeah. like your outfit being the yeah. main definer of your, your yeah. 
Yeah, that definitely is like a noticeable thing. I feel like in New York, like the whole time I was making notes for this episode, I was like, I kind of feel like New York is where menswear has gone to die. Like I don't really see anything happening. I mean, I feel like Alexi, you you pull up places and people are probably like, people are probably side eyeing like, what's good with this with with this shorty? And then, <laughs> but all the while, they have no idea that you actually know more than they could ever understand, and that this is, uh, and and then and then they will, you know. Not to be pretentious, but they will never fucking get it. It's true. Alexa, yeah. thank you. That yeah. really means a lot to me. I was just talking to someone about this, like, difference between being, like, a freak normie versus being, like, a normie freak, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. mostly because I did that reality show, I was, like, I think the difference between me and these people is, like, I can pass as, like, a normal person, but I'm, like, not like these hoes. But they are, like, deeply normal people, but they just happen to do, like, weird shit and be kind of, like risky with their behavior so i was like i think that's why like it didn't work so i think it's just wait so which one's which (laughs) i actually don't know i think i'm i think i'm a normie freak no no i think you're a normie freak too yeah you're a normie because the normie precedes you but inside yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um it's always good to have it like people underestimate you a little bit and this is i'm glad you said that about like dressing like a rock star liam because i have been in situations where it's like you know a nightclub where everyone is dressed like a rock star and like is wearing sunglasses at night and it's like okay now everyone looks like a fucking poser like and it's really scary Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know adam curtis talks about that kind of crap all the time i feel like and i'm like and i'm like i can't be i can't get the adam curtis gun pointed at me anymore (laughs) um in the age of the individual (laughs) squealing pigs crap yeah you know i i like went to the maniskin <gasps> i was wondering if we would be allowed to talk about week. that oh my god I'm really excited. shout out victoria de angelis shout out there, um yeah. but anyways my friend i guess is like an associate of theirs and so we like got to go down to like the skanky little area where like all the hot girls get to go if you like know the band i'm not saying we are hot girls but i guess whatever <laughs> Um, my roommate was like, probably there. Was... Huh? My roommate Brosco was in there. Brosca? Brosco. In, in yeah. London? Yeah. Shout out Brosco and in... he's in London right now. Oh my god. Happy I... birthday. Was he? It's actually his birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'll I'll send you. So we're gonna rename this Brosco's birthday episode. But yeah. to this point, Maniskin has a super, super over the top 70s like glam rock aesthetic. And, like, seeing that being, oh, I mean, he is looking how I am describing. Yeah. <laughs> the satin with the um, leather is like, whoa, chills. <laughs> he looks really, he looks, he looks really good there. But, yeah. yeah, it's like everyone who was backstage kind of obviously trying to garner the attention of the band in some way. They were all wearing, like, yeah, like, hit smash the reference button, like, 70s thought fits. And it was like waking me out a little bit, um, and it just felt yeah, like a moment of despair for me. But I also liked it. There's a deep yeah, there's a deep emptiness um, that 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 you feel when you're in those situations for sure. I guess it's worse with the music scene because there's so much like, you know, almost like aesthetic ideology around like girl backstage, yeah, like, rock stars girlfriend, like yeah. like Penny Lane type thing. So I feel like you when you really have you just you can't beat it. You really can't, I don't think. Unless you show up um, looking hella busted, I think. But that's like the whole Well part of the reason why I think Gen Z girls are so obsessed with the rock star fantasy is because a lot of them 
probably grew up reading One Direction fan fiction about like being spotted in a crowd, being whisked away by someone famous. And so I think that still does have an appeal for a lot of girls is like, I don't know, trying to strike. Shout out Wattpad. Yeah, shout out Wattpad. Like trying to strike a balance between being not like other girls, but also being like the type of girl that would be there. I feel like this is a big thing with the 1975 tour because every girl was like, I feel like yeah. I'm Maddie Healy's type. But I'm like, if you're all Maddie Healy's type, then what the fuck are we going to do yeah. now? And then nobody is. Well, I happen to know who Maddie Healy's type is, and it was the people I was with at Maniskin. Oh. <laughs> As we all may know. Well, I think... This is almost like why millennials got so depressed and why millennials also got so cringy like later in their like adult lives is because I feel like they were one of the first generations to really like have 90% of their consciousness like established by media whenever they were like five or six years old. And so every time they hit any type of life milestone, they had like all these like references that they had to compare them to. So they were like, this is me going to college. Like, this is me doing this This is me doing that. And like, Mm -hmm. Nothing ever obviously stands up to like the like hyper romanticized versions of those things. And then they also became like these insane people that all they could do is like reference different things. And like their entire culture became like Funko Pop. I don't know, just like cultural references from their childhoods. And I feel like it might turn turn that way for Gen Z, but almost like a little bit more extreme because they they almost like have like smaller snippets of media to reference. Like I feel like a lot of the things y'all are describing it's people referencing like just still images, you know, like yeah. just like one image that they saw and they're trying to like perfectly like replicate it. Um, I would say even more than that. It's like mood boards. I feel like like a lot of girls yeah. probably haven't even seen Almost Famous, the movie in completion, but they have yeah. seen some kind of Pinterest board that like cobbles together a collective mm-hmm. idea of what that aesthetic would be. So it's just a lot more yeah. atomized, not to use that word. Yeah, they've seen like GIFs of it. Like on, on. Let's go back in time for a second, and you know we're we're all rooted in uh, the the southeast. Um, <gasps> yes, and, yes. Um, yeah. So about ten years ago, I'm at Town Center Mall in uh, Cobb County, and our H and M gets a men's section. This is kind of like the you know first time I got to experience anything like that, and. Um, and then, and then followed uh, quickly by Forever Twenty One getting a men's section, and you know, and, and they they both expanded. Um, and I just I just felt really lucky to to witness. I feel like the first wave of I don't know what that is like. Just I like I don't know like metrosexuality hit the southeast later or something. But do you guys remember any kind of like transitional period in time, whether at the mall or or at school or or online? where I do yeah mm-hmm. like 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 there's 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 certain points that I just I think to like when I found out about reddit.com r slash male fashion advice mm-hmm. and they told me how, you know I need to get Clark's desert boots so I got Clark's desert boots and I was just really you know really trying to figure my my crap out but uh from from the girl's perspective was this on you guys's radar yeah this was like really on my radar I remember, well, I guess I can just, I feel like, Liam, we're from, like, we're from really close, the same area, but there's a couple things. One, when boys started wearing, like, tribal print hoodies. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was, like, a sign of things to come, because I had my friend Charlie, who ended up being a homosexual, but he would, like, he's very preppy, he's from a super preppy family, but he liked to express himself. He would go to PacSun and, like, buy those hoodies. Oh, yeah. Another thing was, like, the um 
undercut haircut. It's not undercut. What is that when you have like the short sides, like Hitler Youth? Hitler haircut? Youth, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, that's... Adolf, Adolf Hitler is what they called it. Actually. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that becoming a thing versus just guys having like a really basic haircut, like a basic. Yeah, in the South, everyone had. Yeah, it was the Justin Bieber like swoosh for a really long time. They just lasted for forever. And then last thing was like preppy guys starting to wear like vans or kind of like yeah. more alternative shoes there and was... i feel like these things were happening at the same time as what you're saying Liam. also alternative guys started wearing sperry's it was like everyone mm. kind of switched yeah you know it was a I cross-pollination mean? for sure there yeah. was this like and, and, and then in music i felt like there was this very like soulless pocketed indie rock thing going on like i, I love two-door cinema club but i think they birthed a little bit of it with bands like walk the moon um portugal the man just kind of like <laughs> for, yeah <sighs> ptm fucking foster the people any band that was like blank the blank yeah they were all kind of on the same way group love we you know and and, oh my god etc there was Um, i don't know if i've talked about this before but there was this guy from my high school who i had like a really big crush on but he ended up getting like literally like the whole length of his arm like a group love tattoo and it just says group love like in their logo damn that's i think he probably regrets that right now yeah but we're maybe not we're all from like the vague triangle of like tori ma as well oh yeah except sam yeah so that was definitely had that same vibe as well. chill wave it's like, it's like music for boys to get for like white boys to get funky <laughs> well that was also the thing about the skinny jeans tiktoks what i was thinking i was like you just kind of stopped listening to backpack rap and like that's why you're dressing differently you know what i mean oh my god wait like, why have i ever heard that term before that's so good backpack rap yeah, this is, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like a real genre. No. Schoolboy Q brought in the bucket yeah. hat oh crazy. My God. Yeah. This is really taking me back. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. It's not even just skinny jeans, though. The 2010s had this very specific silhouette of skinny jeans that were like scrunched at the bottom. Or mm-hmm. like joggers were also really big. Joggers were huge. And I seriously yeah. think like outside of like any type of trend forecasting or whatever, like there is no silhouette less flattering for men than joggers. Like the inverted triangle shape that it gives each of your legs. Like if you have an ass, it's just going to look huge, but like not in like a very interesting <laughs> way. Like I just, I remember like <laughs> the stoner kid standing way. up in class wearing joggers and like having to write something on the board and being like, <laughs> How is your ass so <laughs> saggy, but like also so like your legs just look so undefined? Yeah. So listeners not watching on YouTube, God. all of our asses look huge in an interest. <laughs> Get them in some yoga pants. Get them in some Lululemon. I mean, gray sweatpants are like leggings for boys, as far as I'm aware. So. I feel like next up is that men will start because I really do think men are going to start. Right. Be- dressing a bit more effeminate like mm-hmm. like straight men specifically mm-hmm. which i'm actually looking forward to i'm looking forward to see where this all goes because i do think most of the time when i was growing up i also think like the cultures that i came from just southern and also mexican like me- men weren't supposed to be ugly like i was always taught that men were supposed to be like ugly mm-hmm. and like dress like shit and like this is the way that like men were supposed to behave um and now men like don't want to be ugly anymore they want to be pretty which i'm actually i think women will start competing with men like more yeah. Like, you know, like I in mean, that sphere. Like I think relationships are gonna are gonna get kind of catty. Wait. As as one of the ancients, I I, I, I can confirm that the the four queer baiters of the apocalypse are coming. <laughs> who is it? Thinking no prison. Who is it? Who are, are they? you one of them? They're are unnamed. Them? I'm not yeah. one of them. I came on this podcast to clear my fucking name. Okay. About, Let's just about. say maybe it's like BTS or something. Yeah. Probably more of, yeah. Yeah. There's more than four of them probably. Wait. 
Also, yeah. okay, Sam, now that you've said that, like, men should be ugly, I was thinking about, you know, how things might have been different for you in Texas and, like, with, yeah. with Mexicans and stuff. And I feel like that's the, mm-hmm. like, origin of memes that are, like, my hands looked like this so hers can look like this like guys who were like covered in mud and like worked on an oil field what what my dad would always say is it's like john wayne on his grave it says feo fuerte y formal it's as ugly strong and formal and that's like what a man is supposed to be Whoa. and that was like the saying like in my and everyone was like john wayne like lived and died by this phrase and stuff like that and that's like what i always saw but th- those guys also have like a specific style i think yeah and they, like they always they buy like pearl snaps and like Ariat boots and stuff, but I was yeah, um, but even John Wayne was in pain, you know. He was secretly in pain for sure. It's true. Yeah. There's a really good issue of Life magazine. <laughs> Not to bring this up because it's like the only thing I know about, but it's from like, <laughs> 1969 and it was called Dusty and the Duke, and it was comparing and contrasting um John Wayne with Dustin Hoffman, who at the time was like brand new on the scene. And it was like their commentary of the time of being like the changing face of leading men because Dustin Hoffman was like a theater actor and was really sensitive and like lived in a shitty apartment and like had a kid out of wedlock or something and was just like a sensitive New York like urban intellectual and John Wayne was just like you know on a boat like shooting. But Dustin Hoffman horse. also like pulled up when when Easy Rider was coming out. He was pulling up to production offices with a shotgun and being like, "You guys will screen this." Yeah, you know, I he think had his, he, had, he, he had his demons. This was like when he was first. Yeah, he definitely like people like him and Jack Nicholson. I feel like spiraled out of control. Like they were really chill at the start because they were like the first people to smoke weed ever. But then I think yeah. they <laughs> but they were smoking weed ever on camera in the movie they were yeah in. yeah um but oh, yeah. that really reminded me of like i feel like there's something similar going on in hollywood now with timothy chalamet being everyone's dream leading man but also in real life being this mm-hmm. kind of like awkward sensitive even that feels like a smash the reference button point yeah. too with just like leo in the 90s and and like um, and also like the twee revival and, like uh, everyone that was in wes anderson movies like adrian mm-hmm. brody and jason schwartzman yeah. they were like mm-hmm. similar yeah soft boy these, these kids are Brody's like too busted though i really like, don't think like, he's like he's in that middle ground yeah i'm like, in love he has, like a mad crooked nose like isn't that his kind of like his little hatchet face yeah but it makes him beautiful like you know i know but isn't that the point yeah. of like being an ugly man that's is true like, no that is true yeah. but i think there's something very elegant about him like he's almost like a ballerina like a male ballerina yeah, yeah he it's is quite wispy, wispy wait wait wait. okay my yeah. point got lost because i started thinking about life magazine but sam to your <laughs> point about you know texas men i was thinking about like what the version of this would have been for millennials like what their male beauty standard was and I was realizing that it's like way more blue collar daddy types. I think that's oh, when yeah. lumberjacks became sex symbols. And there's this one on TikTok yeah. who's like always going viral and he's like grunting and like saying all of this weird like sexy stuff and he's trying to chop a log in half. He's the one that like crush he like doesn't he also like crush watermelons between his thighs? He probably would do that. Is I don't that know. Him? But I the, the thing about that is that I I feel like it really spans like the political spectrum because on the right there are girls who are like really obsessed with like linemen and policemen and then on the left there are girls who are into like carhartt fake working class like beanie brooklyn guys who like do woodworking the standard i don't really know because the thing is too i feel like people in terms of class in places like in the south i guess in more rural areas like that is actually like a signal of wealth to be almost like a ranch owner or like farmers are like way richer than like any like if you think about like coastal elites and stuff and how they have these like amazing mansions like in manhattan and stuff like 
they do not spend anywhere near the amount of money that like farmers do so i think it is almost like a class signifier to be a bit of a roughneck in the south and certain parts of it like i think it but that has become yeah co-opted as like work like almost like workwear apocalypse or whatever um yeah i think that's really gonna disappear with with gen z though and this is okay this is what i'm leading up to and liam I, i feel like you are required to have some thoughts on this it's like what seems like it's next on the horizon is the indie sleaze rock star Eddie Slimon, like YSL, the help, the dare, skinny silhouette, like formal vibe. One thing that really struck me when I was reading the dare's latest interview with GQ is that he was talking about his previous project, Turtlenecked, that was like a lot more classically indie, like guitar music from what I understand. And there's a quote from the article that says about his project that the only problem was that nobody cared. In New York City, at least, music had long moved on from sensitive guitar boys from the suburbs. And so to me, like, that just started, like, I started thinking about how we're kind of like post soft boy and like craving something that's a bit more hard edged. And so I think that's... We're in male whore era. Yeah, male whore era and like boys really stepping up to the plate of like formality, I guess. Yeah. The leather jacket thing honestly scares me. Like, every time I see a guy wearing the help style leather jacket, I got scared. But it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, Leo? Um, I don't know. I, I freaking, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. I don't want, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. yeah I don't want to think about other men. <laughs> yeah, that's um, um, I mean, I do think the suit is cool. That is also something that happened with the 1975. That is totally like why they're a big reason why their last album cycle was so successful is because their creative director like plopped them in suits and like it just took them from being kind of yucky to having like a madman appeal, which yeah. I think people are, are liking a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of white boys wanted to figure out like you know uh what how come their songs aren't getting played in the club and mm-hmm. um unless it's like you know edc core mm-hmm. so it's just been like a roadmap of exploring what what the f does that sound like um and i you know on the on the clothes side i have no idea i'm i'm at a loss i just i just make the sausage the uh, beats <laughs> uh, the beats that is and um, you don't make the dressing. No. I yeah. feel like you've worn a suit on stage, though. Care to comment on that? You've definitely worn a suit, yeah. You can comment on that, you yeah. You great in suits. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I did I did it, like, like once or twice, and then a uh, girl in Dallas was like, I loved your suit. It's giving Doctor Who. That's really cool. You should have done that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh my god, that's actually so cute, though. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. That's really cute. And then you said never yeah. again. I mean, aren't you a Hoovian? Never again. Yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a sonic screwdriver in one of my drawers. You're my, kidding. <laughs> we talked about this last time you were in New York. Yeah, I, I do think there's a super hulag renaissance coming. Yeah, maybe with nerds disappeared, I like I think nerds are gonna have to come back in some kind of like sexy way. But I feel like that's kind of what the dare is doing. Not to call him a nerd, but like he has, I think his Beatles esque appeal, like that type of youth quake. Harrison Patrick Smith, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> He's oh literally a sexy god. nerd. 
We're starting beef mm-hmm. on, on the fun. I guess it's because like the Beatles wore suits on stage because they were moms. Yeah, I thought they were just like sing. Like I thought it was like they were doing it to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's what the mods. Yeah, their whole they, point was like they were like we're gonna do a youth culture thing, but not in like a rebellion against our parents way. But like we're gonna kind of make fun of them by adopting these formal codes. Hmm. That- I just think men, like, the way that they know how to feel good about themselves is, like, to put on a suit. Like, this is, like, I feel like when they are questioning themselves, they're like, what if I bought a suit? I have witnesses from multiple men in, in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, London's the Seville Row, you know, you gotta... I know. Speaking of this, this is off off of the docket of what we're supposed to talk about, but have you guys, you guys probably watched that, like... That Sam Taylor! <gasps> Yeah, so Sam I was Taylor. just thinking about him when oh I was at the, at the Dare show because I was like observing his suit and my friend and I were trying to debate if it was like an expensive suit or not. And yeah. I was trying to look at the details, but honestly, the fucking strobe lights, I was like, I'm going to have a seizure. Like, I can't tell if his lapel is like pig stitched. But wait, Liam, do you know what we're talking about? Is he the guy that makes fun of people really bad? He like kind no, of sexually harasses he... them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Now he's I like, know. He's, he's like, I have this young Chinese boy here. Yeah, and, I have a sleazy, and, and, yes, oily yeah, Mexican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he recently did a geriatric yeah. white man, and that was really good. But I like how he says gift wrapped in my 4D fit. Like, that's what I was thinking when I saw yeah. the dare wearing that suit. Really he was amazing. absolutely gift wrapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it just does make men feel good about themselves. Like, yeah. that's, it's I, embedded in their, some part of their brain. Yeah, I wonder what the shop is. Liam, what, what is your shopping experience like when you go to, like, a tailor or, like, a high-end, like, menswear store? Do they, like, really roll out the red carpet for men or? Like- I, I wish I had experience, but the last time I had an experience like that was uh, 2015 at Men's Warehouse for prom. <laughs> um, and Wait, that's- that is so funny. I also just want to say, Liam, when we first met, I thought you were in high school <laughs> Which was like really funny because you were like, Yeah, I've been hacking the Zoom of like different proms on Zoom or something. And I was like, Oh my god, are you in high school? No, I think <laughs> I was lying. I'm sorry. I did I hate that. Yeah, I that it was myself. really disarming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't lie anymore. <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. Wait, um, Liam, I have another another rock star question for you is like when you look out at the crowd. What do you see? Yeah. Oh, very good question. I actually want to know. <laughs> it's a portrait of a generation. I need to know what what your thoughts are. Well, I, I'll say I'll say that when I was on tour with uh, Coco and Claire, Claire, they they're amazing. Shout out them. And one thing Coco just said to me that 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 stuck with me was like, "All these kids want us to be seen," and that really changed my perspective on you know approaching that and once that once i kind of crossed that threshold i stopped making as many vaccine jokes on stage and just started really trying to like see these people for who they are and and let them know that you know they're in good hands and nothing can hurt them and uh so you know i i see some people that are trying to figure you out and then i see some people that are trying to figure themselves out simultaneously mm-hmm. and they want you know they just want to know they're safe they want to know that it's that they're chilling and everything's fine and nobody's mad at them and I guess that's 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 been the thing. That's really beautiful. Um, yeah, beautifully put. I, they are in good hands. You have a great attitude about hey. it. You have a good stage presence. And the one thing that I remember, actually, I remember a lot from that concert of yours. But I did feel safe to dance and such because you were um, saying that everyone should dance. Yeah. The proof is in the yeah. pudding. The proof is in the pudding. And they were dancing. 
I didn't feel safe at the Deadhead show last night. I felt extremely safe. I've like never oh, yeah. felt Wait, more unsafe. Sam, why don't you give us a little fashion report from this event? Because also, from the burner John, is John Mayer still in the Grateful Dead? Yeah, he killed it. He did amazing. Okay. Really like, great. He's like, a, he's like a menswear. I know. He's like what I think of when I think of, yeah, like New York menswear scene is like GQ subscriber realness. He was just wearing, he was honestly kind of dressed like skinny jeans fit, like kind you of green I know. I would have really, so. yeah, I was like, throwback to the time we almost had john mayer on the podcast (laughs) um well we have another very talented musician yeah it's Um, true literally the new john mayer yeah the new john mayer i totally agree with that and i feel like fashion from actually the only thing i learned from the dead show and i already said this to like everyone is like like just because you get old doesn't mean you stop doing drugs like everyone was on so many drugs (laughs) so many people over 60 doing like molly or something they were selling mushrooms out in the parking lot so many people selling nitrous balloons in the parking lot too i felt very unsafe there's like have any of y'all ever smoked weed with a parent like with one of your parents or a friend's parent have you no i've never i've always uh, felt like that's not worse than incest but it's up there like (laughs) yeah it is weird there was always like someone in high school who was like my mom didn't care if we smoke like in fact she really likes smoking and i was like actually like you're a victim like i feel really bad for you yeah yeah it's probably better if your mom does like ambient or something and just like doesn't talk to you yeah keep it to the scripts Um, i totally agree Okay, let's Liam, see what else we're wait, I have about. I have a question for Liam. A menswear question. Mm-hmm. Let's hit it. What do you like remember as being other than like re- you already mentioned Reddit and like mm-hmm. um like 2015 and that type of thing? Are there, is there anything as of late that like really sparked like a thought about like menswear doing a transformation that you've seen? Like um I, I think it's just like I think it's, there's just so many bubbles. There's so many. There's just a million types of guys you could be, but um. But it's kind of just like pick one, motherfucker, because because the end is near. And um, whoa, Phoebe Bridgers reference. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. People just you know you they, they kind of they, they kind of just stick to their subculture as fuck for like a year at a time. It seems like just kind of just the repercussions of algorithms. So, do you advocate for cross pollination of aesthetics? Like, for sure it's the only way forward I th- right okay. like you know um is to mix the you know it's it's goodwill but the belt's real kind of thing or whatever mm. well yeah. six dogs quote liam i know you've said that you just put on whatever whatever but i feel like i feel like that's not true so how would you describe mm. your personal style it's just like i, I, I mean, just i acquire we've all seen the deleted instagrams yeah but it, it's all uh, it's it's just all acquired it's uh it was gifted right yeah i have trouble um money <laughs> so it just it finds me mm. um Ooh, that's nice and that's real that comes in turn yeah, and uh via friends or via i like buying going to chinatown i like mm. we're just trying to get the fast fashion faster quicker they make it the better off everybody is <laughs> and um you can cut that or or you can <laughs> no, we're it. gonna leave it yeah, yeah we're gonna leave that in oh it's okay we- <laughs> how should like a man dress if he doesn't have a hot if he's not that confident in his physique i feel like that's one thing guys really are struggling with right now mm-hmm. unironically um, sometimes when i'm in a bad place i'll i'll put on queer eye oh oh my god i watched it this past weekend oh my god that's Um, really good advice yeah it's just like i mean and like tan has some of the most worstest loser drip ever but like (laughs) but sometimes i just need him and uh what's his name jvn to tell me to clean my room 
And yeah, fair it, enough. If, if it's if it's not uh, Andrew Tate talking about water, then like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's a good place to get out of your hole. So that is really like you're really dismantling toxic masculinity mm-hmm. right now with that. Yeah, I have kind <laughs> like, of a question with that. Is that like what is it? I mean, did we just not raise? I'm like, uh, I don't know, because it's like, it's like, way. yeah, I'm like, did we just not raise boys and girls the same way? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, is that because I'm just like, there is so much media that's being pushed and it's like so appealing to so many people that's just kind of like teaching and I feel like it's the same for girls like practical life skills have gone not to be like that like boomer like oh zoomers don't even know how to like pump what diesel is like you know it's like but practical life skills have gone down so much and it's interesting that that's not like the marketing technique it's Um, the it's the vibe of like you a guy that like loves his mom but he loves his brother a lot more you know, mm, and yeah. uh, and his uh, if his dad wasn't really present, he has the YouTube guy to show him um, how to shave. But then, but then, what happens when the YouTube guy starts sprinkling in a little bit of psychology, a little bit of philosophy? Mm, and sprinkle, then, sprinkle. and then, what if that confirmed uh, confirms you know your your confirmation bias with uh, Cole Buffington, who's been you know tormenting you at school, and then he pulls the the hot girl you had a crush on, and. And, and it's like it's kind of like all spun into like rage um yeah in, this in is some real. ways well it's like yeah. yeah i think with the life skills thing like i honestly don't even think it's an issue of like parents aren't teaching their kids these things anymore i'm just like kids just probably aren't listening the first time around and like need to get it from someone who is like sexier or more aspirational that's very I think true. it's like a discipline problem um Yep. Because, yeah, like, same with me. Like, I remember my mom trying to teach me a lot of stuff. And I'd be like, what do you even know? And then I was like, wait, like, makeup tutorial? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think, okay, we're, we're getting into something here that's, like, the male online community pipeline. And with a lot of these, like, creators that I've been f- focusing on in the past week to try to unpack this, these, like, aspirational masculinity TikTokers that are really into Patrick Bateman like the darkness of their content is really interesting to me. Like all of their videos that go the most viral have like this really dark music and it's kind of corny and they frame their glow up as like an epic hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And they always talk about like their imaginary haters and they're just like, kind of like that alpha male daily thing of just like Mm -hmm. people just want to see you fail. But it's a really weird contrast because like in the comments, they're talking about how like there's this community and everyone wants to uplift each other. But I'm like, then what's with the negative vibe? I don't because know. We got, I've never really seen that. Bloodlust. Like- we're ain't we're Neanderthals. We got bloodlust. We got we we want we want to kill. We want adventure. We want glory. And and there's nothing like that in this freaking. In this, I don't know. I'm not actually going anywhere with this. But um, <laughs> that was uh, getting very Bronze Age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like frictionless metropolis society. People are inventing their like invisible demons to like create friction in their lives, so then you can like win something. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There is a prize at the it's end. like you did just like take creatine for the most part and like go through puberty. I think for a lot of these, or like start washing yeah. your face, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Wait, Aphrodite's blessing." I'm like, "Where are you guys pulling this out of?" Like, like <laughs> you just started working out. Like, yeah, it's just Bronze Age for Zoomers, but that goes back to like the discipline thing, though, because it is just like um, Barrett from Contain, a friend of the pod, also talks about this a lot. Like, people just need 
especially in like metro metropolitan cities and stuff like people just want to crack the whip on themselves or like they want someone to like crack the whip on them and they don't know how to like do that and so they like self-impose all of these like insane routines and stuff because mm-hmm. the the discipline is now like or, or it's like you are your own slave driver like you are the only one that is imposing the chains on yourself you know because like it's a very mm-hmm. hyper permissive society or whatever but um yeah but also these like patrick bateman guys are always posting stuff that's like if no one believes in you, I do. And I'm like, wait, why are you, like, kind of everyone's groomer? Yeah. No, but it is weird. Yeah. It is a distinct tone that's kind of, like, halfway between the more cringe, like, Andrew Tate, Manosphere, Alpha Male Daily thing, mm-hmm. but also kind of has that, like, core-core, black-pilled, yeah. like, Ryan Gosling and Drive, Batman, Blade Runner. Just a lot thing. of y'all have never been to the gym after... Uh getting after seeing three hours ago on snapchat uh from from claire and and then throw on your fuck your noise canceling headphones and put on some funk ph funk and, <laughs> the and drip funk. yeah and put on grandma's music mm-hmm. work out. good luck with that but care. yeah um and and go absolutely beast mode with beta alanine in your system your face is itching it is the best <laughs> feeling in the world to just have to uh uh, have that outlet for a lot of these boys mm. it is Liam, indescribable how do you how do you relate to figures like the joker and <laughs> patrick bateman and ryan gosling in several movies yeah you and know i think they have the appeal that they do to young men in our, our generation i feel like i've started to encounter just like some of these characters roaming among us like you know like some taxi driver types like i was leaving a convenience store couple weeks ago and uh i saw a guy in front of me he was checking out we made eye contact he seemed totally normal totally sane he was dressed you know nice or whatever and um then i check out and as i'm walking out of the convenience store he just throws a handful of quarters at me like like full full speed like just like welts and everything and then just death stares me doesn't say a word you know, and he's just, he's just, we're just like locking eyes and I'm like, what's wrong? What did I do? And, and he doesn't say anything. And then he just walks away that walks back to his apartment. And you, and you think to yourself, this is the thing he does before he does the really bad thing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, uh, they're among us and, and they're, um, it's like Gotham out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're among us and they're low key stuff. Do you think this is like the male muse? Like, just, like, the man that's hanging on by a thread. I feel like this is, like, the muse for masculinity, almost, in the modern day. Like yeah. Like, they inspire. One more rephrasing the question, like, do men crave that chaos more than they crave the peace? Like, I don't know. Because you were describing, I'm like, three. what a satisfying feeling it is to be, like, you're left on red on Snapchat, and then you get to go to the gym and you, like, let out all of your rage. Is that, like, a better feeling than actually, like, having a response from Claire on Snapchat? I don't know yeah uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be wow really. so, yeah. i think i think it probably has to be um that's what i've gotten from this content is that like they're really more into the process than like achieving any type of goal because like the mm-hmm. end thing is just like you have a really good body and you like take really good selfies it's not i got yeah. a job or i got a girlfriend like yeah it's, no, it's like, i went so through right. this thing yeah yeah because it's not like they're getting a girlfriend yeah it's like they're like you think you'd get a girlfriend and you'd stop posting on tiktok are you we go take her pictures for her but instead they're just talking to other guys on tiktok about how they can do what they've done the mm-hmm. hive is the best girlfriend a guy could ever wish for 
you know that's real like no in a sense i'm happy about this because i do think i was getting scared that like men don't have friends they seem to increasingly which is really good i i I, um i'm happy for them guys i really feel like this is like hot hot news that we're delivering i think most people think that men don't have friends yeah everyone thinks there's like a crisis going on yeah i i like read this headline every day still shout out all my friends we got a group chat called guy soup where we get in the hot tub once a month and make guy soup together what does it taste like salt (laughs) and toes and little hairy toes (laughs) and you guys grill right i think grilling is really like it's gonna save yeah masculinity as well that's the divine masculine not any Mm -hmm. blessing from aphrodite like once you learn how to grill that's when Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, I was. I went to a men's barbecue yesterday. Granted, almost every man there was gay in some capacity. (laughs) Honestly, they were like they were tearing it up, and I was so happy to be there. And I did feel like I was in touch with divine masculinity. Mm -hmm. They ate that. They did. They really ate. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about is like what has been sold to us as like the remedy for toxic masculinity. I feel like has pretty much in retrospect entirely flopped the mass market version of it was like really focused on sensitivity and vulnerability like boys can cry too men should go to therapy harry styles tyler the creator like tender Mm -hmm. queer stuff but honestly i feel like that's kind of like disappeared or like you don't really see guys like that in real life anymore because men are men have started to encounter the problem that women have always had which is that like once you start expressing your emotions, you get addicted to doing so and you start creating your own problems because you're like overthinking and overexpressing everything that you have like a neurotic thought about, you know? Have you seen that that video of that guy on the beach like trying to interview some girl for a YouTube video and he's like a bodybuilder and he's like, he's like, do you like bodybuilder types? And she's like, no, I like skinny scrawny boys. And then he's like, he's, and, he, and then he just goes into, what about eight inches thick? What about my wife le- left me 12 weeks ago and my daughter, com- 12 years old, committed suicide and he just does a full trauma dump on this girl in like that in the span sucks. of 10 seconds. Wow. Oh yeah, you can cut that also. Wait, no, I think I know. No, never mind. No. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is this I... like a very viral YouTube video that like Ye- takes place in Canada? No, it's on the beaches of um, a beach. Is it a boardwalk? Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I saw a similar tiktok recently from this woman who does i guess it's more like femininity discourse but she was saying like if a guy asks you like what guy you think is hottest and you say timothy chalamet they're gonna be like no like you're wrong like you're wrong and then she was like unless they look like timothy chalamet but they won't be asking that question because they're just getting all the bitches they don't ask that type of question the one that pisses guys off the most is pete davidson like he sets men off like so hard like anytime i get really triggered yeah that really makes people upset yeah can we stop talking about him Okay, guys, we need to address the Ryan Reynolds of it all. Like, the fact that when you ask most men who's, like, the hottest man alive, they'll say Ryan Reynolds. And when you ask any woman, she'll never say that. This is increasingly becoming a problem. This is kind of, like, my... This is, like, my new Hollywood hypothesis is that traditionally handsome actors, like, I feel like Ryan Reynolds and, like, Chris Pratt really epitomize this... They have less and less prestige and are mostly going to be resigned to, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or, like, really hot people like Margot Robbie. She's just, like, a parody of how hot she is now in Barbie. So it's, like, honestly, I think people that are that attractive, they're kind of in the uncanny valley now because they're just, like, not very interesting to us. But guys who, like, aren't tapped in would be, like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is, like, of course, really attractive. 
I mean, it's like art, you know, like what, what makes a uh, good mm. artist that has something wrong with it. Something all fucked mm. up. It's got a little. But like what, what took us here from like Brad Pitt or like the old sexy Hollywood men of yore, like our personal nom nom, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Oh yeah, we love Paul Newman. Yeah. Like, well, Paul Newman also had a really asymmetrical face too. Yeah, and he also he was like particularly rough around the edges. I think. I think he's just like beautiful baby blue eyes, which like I think the men that are the muses of this podcast have beautiful baby blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so sad. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like there has. Well, what about BTS? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they were conducts. Yeah, I think they um, do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I miss the sumo. I just think that like actors. It, it's almost like the self-care conundrum is like actors sort of taking way too good care of themselves. Yeah. Like, well, sorry, but they that... need to start drinking hard again. Mm-hmm. It is that everyone is beautiful, but no one's horny essay once again. Yeah. She talks about Kurt Russell being so fine in that, but how he's kind of like a chunky guy, mm-hmm. you know, a little flubber over his abs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess that's like the missing component is that everyone is just too like, plastique yeah. yeah but that's why yeah. timothy chalamet stays winning because he's like i don't think <laughs> like it's, a, it's really corny when girls are like i love guys who look like they haven't sleep slept in days and like they haven't eaten and they're like living off of cigarettes but yeah i think i don't know maybe it's like a caregiving thing where girls are just like i want to oh it definitely is yeah take your view yeah it is very mommy milkies thing going on there Ugh. anyways <laughs> time for an ad <laughs> read yeah what ads do we have on for today guys we should do a hymns ad read mm. oh my god that would have been perfect blue chew um, blue chew <laughs> this is a men's episode <laughs> yeah this is our men's rights episode um i don't know we don't have stuff like that liam yeah actually we would love open open call for anyone that wants us to advertise well, something like that's why sam is in hollywood i know uh, i'm here i'm booked on the ground yeah. wait sam you should hang out with dove <laughs> i was thinking about doing that but i'm kind of scared like he actually is yeah, kind no, of creepy like yeah. he's gonna invite me to his mansion and like lock me in the basement like i'm terrified friend of the pod um, friend of the pod dove yeah <laughs> Um, I feel like we're just talking about self-care a little bit, but um, I'm really interested in this new content genre, genre, which is basically men showing off their self-care routines. And they like, I really do think it is some sort of thirst trap mechanism, because if you look at the comments, it's literally just women being like, I need him mm-hmm. or like, like, you know, I'm free on this on this day. But yeah, God, women are really are. Are commenting in a new. I know it's yeah. really like, bad. It's... it's really bad. There's definitely about to be some kind of like big conversation about like sexual harassment. It's like obviously guys can't like comment stuff like that, but girls can be like, "All my holes are open," or like yeah. I'm ovulating right <laughs> now, or yeah, like, yes, my, exactly. my throat is so empty. Like I read stuff like that, and I'm like, I I have to laugh because You're it's funny. You're making my eyebrows sweat. Honestly, <laughs> but, okay. What I want to know, Liam, is, like, are men taking care of themselves better in mass in terms of, like, self-care? Or do you think this content is performative or is it something in between? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the content's performative and some, it's something in between. Yeah, it's something in between for sure. Okay. Because you've, we've, we've unlocked the secrets of the one world government didn't want us to know about. For real. Like what? What is the secret? Like castor oil fucking like rose water fucking <laughs> a, a soft foaming facial cleanser SPF. yeah like 
Uh, a lot of y'all are at Irwan now. That didn't used to be. Um, <laughs> That's really giving like no new friends. Yeah. Um, Doctor Jarts, holy shit! Like ti- like Tiger, whatever color correcting treatment. You know, like oh. it's kind of like it's kind of normalizing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sunscreen what, makeup collab. What what triggered your interest? Do you have an interest in self care, or do you did you feel like maybe it was like slowly creeping into your routine, or like people would like randomly leave things in your bathroom and you would start using them? Like what what triggered your understanding of these things? Because you seem to know a little bit. Um, it's I think it's uh, for for me it was getting a uh, girlfriend. Okay, I think that <laughs> happens sometimes, and um, yeah, you know she. she, she put me on game and then she left just as quick oh dude women are doing like women are still to this day doing um pyramid schemes but for like free like mary Kay pyramid schemes and just getting all of the men like on skincare routines and stuff you know like they just go to people's houses and like bring all their products over and do like free advertisement for them Mm -hmm. you know yeah but at the same time on the other hand i have been seeing a lot of women talking about the concept of like boyfriend air Boyfriend, like when you go to your man's place and you go in looking all cute and you come out looking so undeniably busted, but it's not just because you got like railed or something. It's like the air truly does take the life out of you, and I think this is true. I yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think it might also be the lighting. Like men don't have great lighting most of the time. I think. Yeah, there's like one um, big light. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. the top light. So I feel like it might be placebo, but. I also think it might be true as well. My boyfriend was the first person to tell me about boyfriend air. <laughs> yeah. It's also just like, yeah, unless you really, truly pack like an overnight bag with everything you need, you're going to look worse than when you showed up. Yeah. yeah if, every, anytime sure. I sleep over at, at my boy's house, like just, just on some <laughs> friendship tip, um, I, I feel like I wake air. up. I feel like I, I go to brunch and I'm and I'm not confident in who I am. And <gasps> Really? Yeah. yeah I, I feel greased up. Are you kidding? Like, come on okay yeah Yeah, i think i think part of that is just sleepovers in general like you go to tell me tell me you don't go to a to your girl's house and leave kind of just the same a little bit if you're not well this is a revolutionary concept i'm your girlfriend but girlfriend there is good girlfriend there is good because it's like i don't know girlfriend there makes me want to kill myself (laughs) don't kill yourself it makes me want to in a not scary way okay okay like in a like sexy way? No, just in a, a way that's. <laughs> <It> is... <laughs> we should make fragrances called girlfriend air and boyfriend air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. it's like that's so funny because we get sued by boy smells like expeditiously. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, there's one other thing that I've been trying to talk about, but like every time I bring okay. it up to someone, no one wants to hear it. I so like, we'll hear you. Post a blowcat. You know that was yes, like girl. that was our one hit wonder. No, you actually, we we come up with wonders all the time mm-hmm. but indeed um there's something that i've been noticing and like it doesn't have as much of a ring to it but i want to call it bro cat yeah have i told you guys about this before yeah you did yeah mm-hmm. just keep so going it's like if the american version of a bloke is a bro like bro cat is like blow cat but really american style and it's like I saw a guy on the train who was really like this, like wearing like a ringer tee and like really, really low cut jeans. It's like a sexy, wow. cute, semi ironic revisitation of bro coded douchebag style. And two things that I spotted were like 
the the dare not to keep talking about him, but um his new EP has an album cover that's very like all American teenager in uh Y2K sense, but it's not really as like costumey as we normally see it. Like it just looks kind of like Mallcore Abercrombie. Like there's a girl wearing Uggs. Um and then also Liam and I we went to this um brand's opening party, but Raymundo Langwa, they did a very Bruce Weber type preppy, oh, yeah. youthful, sporty sleaze, popular kids gone wild opening collection. Shout out to Alyssa, um, who is a fellow Austinite who shot that campaign as brilliant photographer. Such yeah. a good Campaign. Was so good. Yeah. yeah, images were really. really she's a getting. listener, but, so um, yeah, she's awesome. Mother. Yeah. We have Achilles tonight tenditis. Oh no! What does that mean? I don't know. Wow, my fucking ankle's fucked. Oh, it's up. your it's your ankle. Oh yeah. no! It's the um. Are those Yeezy Crocs? Uh, they are. I don't know what they are. Like something, something steep and dirty. They're fake though. They're cool. They're Your dinosaur shoes. Yeah. They um they did you dirty today. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up with this. No. Well, okay. it's okay. We can wrap up soon so you can rest your yeah. heel. Thank you. Yeah, um, your career defining injury. Also, okay, what the <laughs> fuck did you just post on your close friend story? It looks so bad. I <laughs> posted a pic or a little video of the oh my God. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Men are allowed to um, post uh candid yeah on their close friends. not on the main though mm-hmm. i feel like that's that needs approval i think yeah yeah okay, um, anyway yeah, going so about brocat <laughs> yeah brocat do you guys like, think it's valid or like do you think i'm just really trying no brocat is mad valid because first of all it's totally like the show green and like it it just it reminds me of people looking back even at stuff like project x a bit Mm-hmm. Um, and also I I definitely think there's a question of like how long until like the Abercrombie male model ideal circles back because that is definitely like traipsing towards it but in conjunction with this like Patrick Bateman ideology I think we could see that again but with a different approach to it yeah it also seems kind of like the male version of like wearing a preppy school uniform yeah like, I... pop collar type type stuff once those it's it's very nostalgic mm-hmm. for a lot of people because you dress that way when you were like 11 but like pre-pubescent i think also i think the douchebagness of it is really appealing to people we're gonna we're gonna work our way to a to a reboot of you know the oc or cruel intentions or whatever on prime streaming and whether it's good or not will kind of determine uh i think it's validity um, oh wait that's so real i think he's so right about yeah. that they've been waiting for one of those reboots to actually hit because whenever they did the gossip girl reboot i was like is this gonna change things and then it didn't it just like fell off really hard but it almost did and almost like it had like the like um hype around it to where it could have like actually affected style mm-hmm. but um but like what's the difference between this and like people talking about himbos what this is different than a himbo to me but they are genetically very similar yeah because a himbo could be gay just like, at, this gives me asher roth as well yeah love asher roth. it gives me cage the i elephant. love college yeah i love college it gives you who liam cage the elephant i don't know one time <laughs> yeah, i saw them really? live. live one time and he was wearing a soccer jersey and that's the only i feel like that off cage <laughs> elephant is like really close to you guys right now like he's like in proximity yeah i think he's like two doors to your down. location is he in jail he's behind me he's in jail he had guns what? he had, he had guns. elephant 
He had like hella guns at a hotel in New York or something. What? Oh my god. Yeah. We can... Cigarette daydream? Okay. Yeah, no. Whoa. <laughs> Honestly, I have, I have been trend. like I have been thinking about him a lot recently because his lyric that was like cigarette daydream, you were only seventeen. Like I'm always like thinking about that now. I'm like, huh. Anyways. I just know the like ain't all rest for the wicked. That one. <laughs> oh, that's all so like I know. I was listening to AM, the classic Arctic Monkeys album, and I was like, you know, this sounded really good back in the day, but now it just sounds like a Ford like truck commercial. Yeah. Well, guess what? I saw Cage the Elephant open for Arctic Monkeys. <gasps> really? For on the AM tour. Yeah. Wait, I also saw so, the AM tour. tour. What? Yeah, they opened for Arctic Monkeys. I was at their it. first show. Like the week that AM dropped, and I was oh, in the wow. front row, really and Alex Turner was like, "How do you know all the words this album just came out?" I so met Alex Turner your... yeah. and all of Arctic Monkeys on a plane on my way back, like because yeah, because I went to Monkeys on a plane. Yeah, I yeah, I met Alex, and they were really mean. And then okay, the only one I didn't meet was like a drummer, and like literally like um. Maybe like a couple months later, I saw him like in the streets. I don't know where I was. I think I was in Mexico City, and I just like saw the one guy that was missing that I hadn't met in the streets. And then I met Ezra Koenig like a week later. It was like my indie, like summer. It was amazing. And my dad called wow. him Mr. Ezra, and it was really embarrassing. That's really like, cute. Yeah. Can we all talk about how high or stoned we are and what strain we're smoking on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you start. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you get us kicked off? Yeah, why don't you get us kicked off? I am, uh, I'm sober, and, uh, so no strain. Next. Okay, well, that sounds like you're trying to trick us into giving incriminating evidence to you, mm-hmm. then. Legalize it. Smoking no. weed is really broke up, though. I will say that. Yeah. But also, yeah. Liam, you recently remixed a song by Dorian Electra that was, um, the music video was, dare I say, broke out. I mean, it was, like, frat party theme. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are saying this. Yeah. Do you guys ever done a keg stand before? No. I don't think I've ever even seen a keg. I've... They're not as big as you think, just so you know. Yeah, they're like But they're they're as heavy as you think though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they're really heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I love the but... image of like a bunch of boys trying to like put a keg in the car or something. I used to DJ weddings in North Georgia. It's like my last job I had before music and um and yeah, some of the more like blue jeans core weddings you'd go to, you'd see keg stands for sure. Like blue jeans, yeah. groomsmen, and uh, yellow neon dress bridesmaid vibes, you know, Whoa. like um, I, that's that was where I encountered the most keg stands. I'd, I'd say. <laughs> True, but does icons. the bride do it? I mean, it would be kind of awkward. I think, like, if someone else besides me did a keg stand at my wedding, I'd be like, "Why are you trying to take?" I'll tell you when the bride does it. The bride does it if she if the venue is kind of like at her own like farmland because that would happen sometimes, oh, okay. yeah. you know. Like, and then I'd be in the back DJing, but like, but it's outdoors and I'm uh, like fighting off goats because they have a petting zoo uh, from chewing the <laughs> extension cords. You're trying to cage the goat, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I also feel like shotgunning stuff is going to oh, come back. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Like shotgunning beers. I mean, even um, shots in general. Like people I know are getting way more into shots. Yeah, it's like people were doing martinis. Now they're like, "Fuck it, yeah, give me a shot of vodka." Man. I've been seeing yeah. a lot of TikToks of people do it, like shotgunning beers in foreign countries, as if it's like an American like pastime, which I That's guess it funny. is. Yeah, I, I saw some middle schoolers shotgunning a sprite in a basement party uh, on TikTok. <gasps> what was this? It's good for them. Oh, I thought you were there. <laughs> you were at the party. You were, you were a lot of people hire me a third-party chaperone. I'm like, I'm really good with kids. 
Okay. <laughs> shotgun sprites. Yeah. Do you bring them Starbucks? Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, I get them all I mean, hyper. You get too hyper. Yeah. You gotta get them chocolate wasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I feel like we know, I'm sure you've got a big day ahead of you. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to ask or anything you wanted to talk about, Liam? Yeah, Liam, do you have anything to plug for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Patreon. Um. Please. Yeah, come on, get in there. Let them well, let them quit their respective jobs. Yes, please. That I'm all in it. I will plug Liam's music. I listen to your music all the time. Oh, thank you so Sometimes much. Sometimes too much. Actually. I know. I was literally yeah, like, <laughs> Liam was number number three or four, I think, in my most listened artist last year. But yeah, they don't know yeah. the the reason behind that is because um, I hired you to to write my bio. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you tried to hire kept... me, and then yeah. we 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 did a collaborative effort. Yeah. Wait, did the did the bio happen? Dude, the bio yeah. happened. It's it uh it it wrecked people's world. Somebody That's actually so texted amazing. me about it uh a month ago, being like, "Whoever wrote this is a genius." <laughs> oh, that's so true. Oh, that's so I was sweet. thinking of using it to to intro you, but it actually is like kind of more than one. And- more, one of the more unhinged things I've ever written, and it's also really specific to your latest project, the Angelhood EP, which everyone should listen to. Yeah, I appreciate I it, y'all, and um, everybody should listen to Nymphet Alumni. Um, if you made it this far, um, you know, then like. you already did. But <laughs> um, hit the bell, the bell notification. Yeah, the Patreon um, Patreon is only thirty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Only. 30. <laughs> Wait, and Liam also boring. just collaborated on the song of the summer, California Dream Girl by the Help. So, oh yeah. oh yeah, that's a great one. Thanks, y'all. Written and produced by Liam Hall. Um, I'm trying to think what else I can plug for you. Your TikTok. Uh, no, we don't. We Instagram. don't need to do that. Um, wait, you guys. If you guys are men and you want to get inspired by some nice outfits, Liam has nice outfits. Dang. Do you have any shows um, coming up, Liam? Uh, come to uh, the Roxy June 23rd in Los Angeles, California. And then I'm also doing four so nights fun. in Texas in mid to late <gasps> July. Wait, we're in Texas. We're going all over the place. We got. Oh my God. Okay. Um, all right. We got. The Alumni Texas Army runs. Yeah. yeah. July 19th, Dallas. Yeah. Okay. July 20th, Austin. July 21st, Houston. July 22nd, San Antonio. We're kind of we're kind of zigzagging, yeah. and it's with Slater, S L A T E R, not the girl, the guy, via Vada Vada, and it's fucking up, and we're gonna have a good time, and like I said, no one can hurt us, please. It's lit. Yeah, that's all. Rally the the Texas Nymphet Alumni Nation. Yeah, there are plenty. There, there. It's like the second most listened to state, right, or third? I think it's New York, California, and Texas. Let's so, go. We have a lot of fans to rally for that. It's up for y'all. Yeah. yeah, Texas welcome. Well, Liam, you. you've got to come back to the East Coast. You know the fans are. I might pop in there uh, in mid June. We'll keep it. We'll keep it a buck. We'll see what's up. Okay, guys, I want to go make my blueberry crumble. Mm. <laughs> you enjoy that. I wish you guys could have some. Yeah, save us. It's nice. I'll send you pickies. Yes. Yep. Um, All right, nobody kill themselves. Uh, this, this is, I know that. I, I just, I just want to reiterate when I said earlier, uh, 
nobody do that yeah that listens well to thanks podcast. for coming on you're honestly really smart and mm-hmm. a good you're so funny oh like, thank you so much really yeah. you think so yeah you. you have a lot of talents mm-hmm. you have the whole squad laughing yeah you have the whole squad laughing <laughs> i'll tell you what helped is venti cold brew i'll tell you what i, I went to bed at 5 a.m i went to bed at 5 stop um, that's so evil that we made you do this no no are you kidding like i was i was it was my own undoing also i, I met dream like yesterday the... y'all i met dream the twitch streamer face revealed one what? no yeah wait where um this guy ari uh, aka y2k producer he had a mm. uh, party for hitting level 99 in runescape and farming and oh my god freaking dream and and glaive was there and i pulled up wow. and and dream is from fucking like central florida so and he said i would drive up to atlanta to go to do all my dentist and doctor's appointments because i had to keep it so anonymous like i had to keep my like life so under wraps like and oh my god like, yo that's what? crazy he took that shit so seriously yeah i know i know but he's like he's kind of like us you know in a way wait why did he have to do that because <laughs> he was an anonymous twitch streamer with a ton of followers and like yeah. didn't want to get face revealed he got like swatted one time with like you know like snipers and shit and then like they like dragged him out in the street and arrested him and then his neighbor filmed it and he had to go to the neighbor and be like oh you have to delete that like he went hard it, it honestly is, is really like, hard to be anonymous in this day and age so i respect his commitment to like yeah. going to literal like a different state to see the dentist that's psychotic sorry but your is dentist really? doesn't know about twitch streamers first of all like yeah a <laughs> <Hey>, fuck <laughs> leo why would you say that that oh I, I figured we're not recording anymore oh we are no we're still recording <laughs> we got was, okay wait i could stop recording and we can yeah, do yeah, this yeah okay well thanks for listening guys Bye. subscribe to our patreon listen to leo's music yes kiss, kiss.